All right. We're 33 minutes deep. And do you want to put off Yoda for the next show? Because we, we can do the whole Yoda bit for the next show and then do a couple news stories and then... We got then. Yoda, Bucks Hall shit's funny. That shit's really... The Hollaback? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll that do shit's that. a big, long like run. That's good. Yeah, and minutes. we're already 33 minutes into the show. <laughs> and then we're going to put the Prager stuff up front, so... <laughs> Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. To the right of me once again is uh, Buck Perez. Todd, how do? It do. How do? What it do, nephew? And to the left of me, the announcer of the show, Elliot Dagan. That's what it does. Right as I paused for Elliot Dagan, my dog was barking in the backyard. So, Furry Murray. That is the hound of the Baskerville right there. That's that's how I will refer to him from now on. Now we're not going to ask uh, Elliot to beatbox at any point soon. Should we do any furry Murray or raps? Or, 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 or. <laughs> well, you can you can you can do it a little bit, right? <laughs> we need dub- we- uh, uh. Keep it going for to- Every time I try to walk my dog, everybody say he looks like a frog because he is real tall and he got long legs. What's on that? It's not Jake's not Jeggins. He wears tight pants. Everybody get up and do the Murray dance. Murray. Do the Murray Murray. He's got poo. Just like... <laughs> oh, he's still going. Oh, oh, oh. he's still going. <laughs> All right, so... Interesting story about Furry Murray. I, I like how you went from Jeggins to poo. <laughs> you got to go directly... Go content, yeah. Go to, go to what sells poo. Sorry, go ahead. Everybody likes a good dog shit joke. And uh, so the other day I was I, – I take my dog to work. Uh, I have one of those great, like, uh, hippie jobs where you can take your dog to work. You have a purse but, dog? No, it's not a purse dog. Like, Furry Murray is part greyhound. He's not a purse dog. He's very fast, agile, uh, very sweet, loving. You know, he, part of him is a terrible terrier, the other half loving greyhound. Both mm. of them fast, agile. But – well, one one funny thing that happened recently was we at my work everybody uh, you know lots of people take their dogs in so we had like four dogs in the office one day on a, like a Friday and we have wine on Fridays at what work. What the hell yeah. is going on? Okay, and I'm sorry. Are the dogs just roaming? Are you keeping Furry Murray by your desk, or are you just like go ahead, Murray, play with the other commune dogs? Good while we drink wine over here. No, uh, well, during Wine Friday, we let all the dogs run around. <laughs> See, and, this know, is what I knew it, Friday. yeah. This is, this is what I'm saying. It's anarchy. Yeah, we let, let them all run around and sniff each other's asses. But during the day, like, I keep him, like, you know, he comes in and out of his crate by my desk, or I leash him up, and then, you know, we just kind of hang out, and I do my work, and I pet him, and I give him treats, and it's a nice day. But uh, during my lunch break, they have a dog park in Venice Beach. Like, I work in what they call Silicon Beach. You know, it's like, mm. you know, the hip part of West L.A. It's right? pretty hip. And um, I take them to the dog park. So, and there's, and Venice Beach is very kind of, it's hippies and hobos. So there's like space hippies and hobos, space hobos that are all hanging around drinking. But um, I, I let, let the dog run about. And what happened was, 
Sorry. Sorry, Buck puts on glasses. I'm sorry, during this is this is a new thing for me. Yeah, I, I, especially with LA being here, I just felt in my pocket and they were there. So, are these reading glasses or these are these are distance? I can't see far away at oh, night. You got the same problem I have. Yeah, I can't see far away at night. So, at night I'm driving home at like two or three in the morning sometimes. So it's 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 for safety. These are safety goggles, but I do look a lot smarter. Thank How you. many visual bits is Buck going to do per show, by the way? <laughs> I think when you say like, every show, it's like, Buck's like, here's me doing this. And you're like, I can't see it. I have no idea. Buck's like, I don't grow facial hair here and points to his face. People can't see this. Yeah. The fact that you put on glasses is great. Just oh, fantastic. But, it, you know. Is this real? Just to let you know, he's spinning plates right now, people. It's, it's kind of amazing. Thank you. So I was at the dog park. Appreciate it, Early. Thank you. I was at the dog park. <laughs> And I was taking Murray, you know, and Murray's running around. And there was this, you know, Murray's Murray's a, a, kind of a smaller dog. He's not a huge dog. He's a, in, in the mind's eye, he's a smaller dog. And there was this um, sheep sheep dog, you know, like the bigger sheep dogs, like Paul McCartney's Martha dog. You oh, know, that's a big dog. That's a big dog. Like yeah. a big sheep dog, and you know, with the, the the hair in front of his eyes and everything. And I started noticing. Well, once I brought Murray in, the sheep dog just. Eyed Murray. Wow. It was like gay eye candy in prison, right? <laughs> it's like a prison yard. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's exactly what the dog park is. You know, everybody checks each other mm-hmm. out. You know, a couple of dogs shiv each other, you know. And, and the, the, the dog's just walking about in this sheep dog named Baxter. That's, wow. a, that's a prison yard name for mm-hmm. a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baxter. So what happens Bony is, Baxter. Mm-hmm. I'm watching them, and I noticed that Baxter's been kind of aggressive with my dog. But I want my dog to develop, you know, good instincts and like a real dog, like learn how to deal with this stuff on the in the dog prison yard. You but know what? what? I'm sorry, go ahead. But what happens is Baxter jumps on top of Murray from behind and started to attempt to rape my dog. He gave him the Baxter. So eventually, I just jumped in and I pushed Baxter off, and I was like, "No, no!" And I like I grabbed Murray, and I was like, "I now, I have no idea what to do. I think my dog was raped." <laughs> I'm sorry, I just cut that Baxter joke. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, uh, it sounds like Murray was uh, basically violated. Yes. He got violated. He was violated by he, another dog. He wasn't enjoying this. So I, I physically pushed the other dog off. I almost almost took my hand to him. You know, I'm not an animal beater by any way. I'm an animal lover. But, mm. you know, the moment you try to rape my dog, mm. it's on. It's on, yeah. That's when my daddy instincts kicked in. And even though I have a male dog where I'm like, yo, why are you hanging around, like, getting raped? I mean, I wasn't blaming Murray, but he was wearing something rather seductive. Yeah, wasn't he? I, I've seen Murray. He's kind of asking for it. Yeah. I've seen how. I've, I've seen that uh, Christmas collar he's got on today. Looking a little... A little cute. Yeah. He's got that new haircut and uh, wash. But I pushed him off. Now, was that good for the development of my dog? Should my dog learn how to deal with a raping? And, like, you just learn it and you push him off. And so next time he knows what to do? Or did I do the right thing? Like, Buck, you had a dog for a long time. uh, There was one altercation I had where the dog wasn't trying to rape my dog. uh, But it was being aggressive. And it was actually being aggressive, too, towards my girlfriend at the time. So much to the fact with that some other dog, yeah, with some other dog was actually like, like how was he aggressing jumping, upon your girlfriend? Jumping on top of her, like it was a huge dog. It was yeah. like a huge fucking. He's trying to rape her. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Looking back at it now, <laughs> that's what happened. But literally, I, I, and you're saying you're an animal lover. I am too. Um, it wasn't like my dog Polly was right next to it, barking at it, telling the dog to get away. Quit was, raping. Basically, that dog needs I, a rape whistle. I kind of kicked this dog off of my girlfriend. Like I seriously had to go. Hey! Like yeah. that, like kick the dog. Owner did not like that too much. And 
the owner was, you know, longshore Pedro guy. Oh, you know, I'm, fuck with those I'm guys. I'm in Pedro yeah. Park, and they basically told me to get the fuck out. Like, I, we're union. Yeah. They you don't fuck with us. Basically, at one point, one of the ladies came over and said, you know, maybe you want to go over to the other dog, the smaller dog park. And I'm like, yeah, no offense. Fuck you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here and enjoy my day with my dog in the dog park. He can go over there if his dog's too aggressive and, you know. No, not not aggressive. A rapist. There's rapist, a difference yeah. between having a dog that plays hard. They're having a good time. But when your dog needs to sexually violate other dogs, they shouldn't come to you and go, "Oh well, uh, maybe you need to go to another park. This is the rape park." Right. You know, they need to not apologize for the fact that their dogs are rapists. I'm, I'm sorry. One point two. It got to the point where someone would call the uh, the dog person. You know, the official dog person over to the park. Dog police? Dog police. Yeah, yeah. Someone called the dog police. And the, the dog person, the dog person's like, well, if they get out of control, blah, blah. She, I remember saying this. She's like, she's like, don't worry. I have a, I have a fire extinguisher. If this dog attacks your dog again, I'll just spray the fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, lady, if you do that, I'm going to sue your fucking ass off. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's fire extinguish this because I was kind of called her bluff. Like, you know, she sorry, was, your dog is too flaming. Yeah. I had to pull the fire extinguisher. Shut ya. Yeah, but no, she was she was a crazy bitch. Yeah, and I think I went back to that park the next day just for spite, just to yeah. see who who's because that's what kind of person I am. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're spiteful. Uh, yes, I <laughs> fuck with my dog. I'm going back the next day. But like the, the, the when Baxter was trying to rape Murray. I, lo- I looked at another woman at the dog park thinking that was her dog. She goes, no, no, that's hers. And the other woman, she kind of shamed. She was like, yo, I got a rapey dog. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll try to keep him away. But I'm, I'm just learning these new things in dog behavior. And I, I personally felt violated when my dog was raped. Well, I think the problem is uh, most people are shitty dog owners like a lot of people are shitty parents. You see that kid running around the mall being a crazy asshole with like mm-hmm. chocolate all over his face. No, no, no. Do you think this same woman raises rapist kids? <laughs> That's a leap. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm saying if you're if you're tolerant of your dog being rapey, like if Murray tried to rape another dog, I would be you know, totally against it. Oh, yeah. But I mean, he has no balls. To be fair, like he's <laughs> neutered, so he can't really effectively rape anything. Right. And I'm sorry, this guy, the Shaggy, neutered or not, he was going for it. I didn't you look know. at his balls. Uh, you didn't look. It could you have been look. a woman with the strap on. I don't know. I just it, all oh, the wow. sheepdog, all the hair. It, That's it, what I'm it, saying. It's very hairy. Yeah, you, you can't tell. He, he yeah. could have been, you know, hung like a, uh, you know, John Holmes, and I, w- I wouldn't have known. But hmm. but the good thing is, uh, knock on wood, Murray's uh, dog anal virginity is still intact. To your knowledge. To my hmm. knowledge. Eric, hold on to that tight, Todd. That's all I want. I want my dog to get a little promise ring. <laughs> Like the Jonas Brothers? Right, like the Jonases. You're right, cut off his balls. What does he got? <laughs> okay, boss, it's all yours now. We've, he had no balls when I got him out of the shelter. They deballed him there. Wow. Yeah. Not even a choice. Recently with my girlfriend, we went on a little trip up north. Yeah? Go visit her family. Where Was up that, north? Uh, it's called Danville. All right. Uh, Northern California. Northern California. Uh, outside of the Bay Area, it's uh, like the affluent, uh, like woodland area where people have big houses and shit. Oh, that's a, that's a good. Again, we were talking about uh, you, you possibly proposing this year. I'm saying propose to the chick if the parents got a little coin. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Oh yeah. Uh. It, yeah. You know, it'd be one of those uh, deals where 
if there was a divorce, I'd be making the money, so I'm in the good spot. But you can, <laughs> yeah, you can put up with a lot of shit when you realize that there's a really good back end to it. Like most guys, you know, they deal with a woman when they're married, and they're like, oh fuck. But there's that smile at the end of the day if you know that you might inherit a couple bucks at a certain point. It makes a lot of things very forgivable that a woman can drop on you within the context of a marriage. Right. I think women basically view us that way. Yeah. Just oh, I'm gonna milk off this guy someday. But you have the, the the rare male advantage of milking. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely in the uh, end of the spectrum where the paycheck's on my end. You're a man whore. Uh, this, is, this is awesome. You're living the dream, my friend. Ameri- kind of. American gigolo. I've, yeah, I've got my lady. I've got my I've got my lady out yeah, there. Yeah, this is awesome. I, I don't mean to violate the um, what do you call it the uh, the personal aspect of your relationship with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But you did once tell me. Yes. That she was your sexual soulmate. Oh. <laughs> this is odd air stuff? This is, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. I, I, this I, is off the air, on the air. And, I, I and, think that's true. Yeah. And there's potential money coming in on the back end. Yeah, it's a good situation for me. <laughs> yeah, you need to keep up with this. If you fuck this one up, I'm going to be very I, upset. I'd, I'd be very upset. I would be very unhappy. So you're up north. <laughs> so we're up north. Uh, and it's... Uh, the holiday dinner for the family, just people bullshitting, and her stepsister comes out with this story of her friend who works in San Francisco, who is a teacher at a middle school. All right. Because we're talking about how shitty it is to be a middle school teacher or some shit. You know, it, it, conversation goes that way. Uh, no, hu- humanity is horrible between the ages of 11 and 14 is the, the worst a human being could ever be. And God God bless the daycare that is middle school, junior high. Ugh. Any time. Those are the wonder years. <laughs> Those are hell on earth. The wonder years, middle, my friend. My middle school was a prison. <laughs> and so she tells the story of her friend who is reading names off in class, and she gets to a name, and it's L-A slash A. And she's like, well, how the fuck do I say this? That was the kid's name, was La-A. Yeah, well, that's how she said it, La-A. Now, that's a Bay Area thing. That's for people who live in the Midwest of America. The Bay Area of California is a little bit... Liberal to the left, not the liberal. Left, the left, radical. <laughs> yeah, the left sees them as the left. Yeah, yeah. Los Angeles is liberal. San Francisco Bay Area, especially maybe outer lying Bay Area, can be wild, like you know Berkeley, whatever. It can be uh, radical, liberal. The, the Bay is cray. Yeah. So, Oakland. So it goes on. She's trying to pronounce it, and the girl whose name it is speaks up and says. It's Ladasha. Ladasha. Oh. So the dash isn't silent. It's pronounced. Right? Yeah. Everyone's fucking. We all think it's hilarious. The next day I'm having a shower and I'm thinking, I'm like, that's kind of funny. I'll say this on the show. And it hits me. Wait a second. That's a really, really good story. That's got a punchline. It's got a setup. Yeah. It's got pacing. I'm like. Let me look this up real quick. Sure enough, it's a fucking joke that's been going around online for a few years. Oh, really? So she told something that was fake. It wasn't even real material. Like she made a joke. She made a joke as a real life experience. So she lied. That's exactly as as people who do comedy. Yeah. 
How do you also feel about that? Oh, oh no, 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 no. Well, first of all, on on this show, I mean, I mean, it's that's a that leads to a larger question of what are the bounds of comedy, what's right or whatever. Like on this show, if we do something that's fake, I'll never tell a fake story like it's a real life event. We'll do stuff that's an outlandish bit. Space aliens coming on the show and stuff, but I, I feel that people have an understanding that that's not actual my reality, right? But if I'm telling a story about me and my wife, or you know, my dog being raped, or whatever, that's all real stuff, and that's one thing on a sh- in the context of a show. But in the in the context of a large family gathering, the first time in ten years, seeing people and to make up a completely fake story to use a a joke. That that's an online meme esque joke. That is that's reprehensible. Can I just that's say psycho? No, no. I'm sorry. That's a psychopath stuff. Can I just say I'm attracted to this woman? <laughs> <laughs> I seriously am. Like I I admire this skill in life because for one she's nervous as hell and she's just like oh god the whole time probably sweaty hands like me yeah <laughs> sweaty hands and going what the fuck am I gonna say what the fuck and just this came into her mind and she went with it she went with the lie. And I like that. And no one picked it out. Everybody had a big joke. Now, did, did she take pride in telling the story? Did people reference it later in the day? I I referenced it to another person. It was, me and my girlfriend saw her cousin the next day, and we told him. And he laughed and was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Now, are you going to hit her back? Are you going to be like, yo, you're bringing fake material to the family gathering? That's the question. Well, as... Do you call that out? As I, You know, I've only met her twice now, and I'm going to see her very few times. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally, I would let it go. Uh, that's that's my that's my feeling. I would tell my significant other though that was her sister or whatever, and I go, "Hey, she's bringing some bullshit to the party." And then I already I'd be like, told her. I'd be like, "Hey, I, I I told my jokes at the party. I told my stories, all real and well told. All right, her she 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 completely fabricated something. Therefore, you tell her, but you don't get in that the woman who told that stories." business about it just because um you don't want to ruin the fact that you can inherit money out of this relationship <laughs> and and that's it but maybe maybe in quiet one time next time you're hanging out with you be like you can have a larry david moment be like i saw that material elsewhere maybe your story was told on the internet and everybody heard about it right <laughs> and then you give her the chance to back off it a little bit i'm saying you do it up are you going to see her sometime soon? No, Holiday? probably not. Next time you see her large event, make a toast and say, this is, you know, to all the stories this year, true or not. And then in the or not, like, look at her like that, you know, just dog stare her and then drink. Yeah. Now, did she like you? Because you're obviously the new boyfriend being presented at the occasion. And I'm, I'm sure you're searching for a certain amount of approval from the family. That's normal. Yeah, I definitely, uh, you know. I'm hit or miss with some of the family, and that's part of the family that I'm on the good side of. So okay. I, I can't really. You're miss on some of the family. You're a miss. Come on, I'm, I'm a boyfriend. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd let Elliot, of the youngest daughter. I'd let oh, Elliot. If, if I had a daughter, I'd let Elliot. You know, n- n- never buck. But I, I'd, 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 <laughs> I'd let Elliot probably date the girl until he dropped the sexual soulmate line on me, and then then it would be. Gloves off. Oh, is that why they don't like me? And then you, I should you, probably stop telling them that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time you say hello. <laughs> what would you do? The question is, what would you do, Far Out listeners? Throw it up on the comments page at the farout.com.
discussed on the show uh, before. I mean, it's, it's not a huge deal. It's not a big deal. It's not anything, really. But and that's a horrible way to set up a, a premise. But <laughs> Now that you should pay attention to the next bit. Should not pay attention. No. Just fast forward. But I've remarked before that, you know, it's pretty cool that our show, I think we have a, our audience tends to be, as I've said before, it's like a 27-year-old guys in the Midwest that are kind of like nerdy that like our show. Hmm. That's like half the audience. And the other half is like Latino guys in the LA area. And there's a lot of Latinos, obviously, in the LA area. And I think uh, through the Brian Whitman podcast and old KLSX fans, like that's kind of a big part of our audience. And... The previous show I did, Low Budget FM, we had a lot of like younger girls liked it because you know they, maybe it was Mark Chambers talking about relationships or whatever. It clearly wasn't my end of the show <laughs> or John Sowen's end of the show. But uh, with this show, it's pretty cool. Like we have a lot of like the LA listeners that happen to be Latino guys. And I had this moment the other day where I, you know I was just you know thinking about doing the show, and you always think about you know what kind of bits can we do, what kind of ideas we got, bada boo, bada bing. And I thought, wow. You know, in the Latino community, there are certain white people that they embrace. They love Morrissey. Yes, they do. The singer from the Smiths. They treat he's like a god to them. He's godlike. There's a bar up the street here called the '80s Bar where they literally have Latino Morrissey cover bands, and it's all Latino people in the audience. And I go out to that uh, show there, and I watch the the, the Morrissey cover bands. Um, they love the Pope. It's another white man they can get into. Uh, Tom Likas had a huge Latino following, and I thought, if I, Buck, Elliot, everybody else on this show, if we got to be part of those few gabachos that are embraced by the Latino community, which they, you know, luckily enough, we've been embraced uh, at a certain point, it would be the greatest thing in the world for our career in comedy, because they're the most loyal audience you could ever have. If you think about it this way, in 1994, two NFL teams left Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Raiders. There aren't any Rams fans in L.A. anymore. No. The Raiders are still the biggest team in L.A. because? Latinos. And so I thought, man, then we could have an a never-ending career basically doing what we do and making comedy. And there could be like, you know, car shows in Pomona or whatever. It's like, hey, Los Tigres del Norte y the Far All Podcast is going to be there. Like, this could be the best thing in the world. Like, and the other day I was talking to um, one of our listeners over uh, Facebook, and he said, Todd, he goes, you know, I love it when you talk about Mexican things and when you talk about the Raiders. I thought that's why you brought me on. Yeah, Buck's the Hispanic. The only reason I'm on the show is to bring the Espanol. You know, can we get a can we get a, a rehash of okay. the Barcelona accent again? That's what the kid sounded like to me. But but you don't even speak Spanish. Okay, qué lástima. I speak. Lo siento, mi malo. To be fair, Ellie and I speak better Spanish than you do. Cuidado, cuidado, piso mojado. La base los manos. So, I got some ads running. You know, I got a little extra money running about. So I decided. On a 97.9 La Raza radio station in L.A., if I could start running some ads. Can I make a suggestion? Mas Musica, Mas Musica, Mas Musica. <laughs> oh, oh that, that station? I'm just saying. He's, I think that's something we should add to the show. All right. A little, a little more music? I, I hear it's popular. Musica. Musica. All right. But, you know, 
So I just thought, uh, you know, if if we could kind of make make a little push and get a you know some some ads out there just to pull some people in. Uh, I had two radio spots created. Now as a copywriter, I write radio ads for a living. So we have our first one here, and it's in, it's in Spanish. So I had um, one of the guys, this guy named Ernesto, who was at ninety seven point nine. You know, kind of do the copy and do the ad. But uh, hmm. here's the first one, and I speak a little bit of Spanish. It sounds like he got it right. So let's uh, let's play it. El Faro Podcast es la comedia número uno de los latinos del sur de California. Thor Pérez y Buck presentan un espectáculo bien chistoso con gran imitaciones. Este programa tiene conversaciones interesantes que no se oyen en ningún otro lugar. Suscríbete hoy, gratis, en iTunes. Go Raiders, Lakers, Los Doyos y por supuesto Chivas USA. Right, so Ali, you speak, you know, the best. I mean, I, I speak pretty good Spanish, but I, I think you got it pretty close to right there. What, what and to translate for the English audience? What is that? Yeah, I took uh, quite a few years in high school. Uh, let me let me see exactly kind of what he said. He said, um, "Fart is the number one comedy podcast with Latinos in Southern California." Nice. Uh, Todd Perez and Buck present. Uh, Todd Perez. I go by. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's, uh, you, you know, it was, it's, I'm sorry. It's well, little... Perry. My last name's Perry, and so then in in Spanish is Perez. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically my, my name is Todd Perez, but it's wow, just really? yeah, it's the English version is Perry, but the the true Hispanic um, Castilian version is Perez. Buck Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're Buck Perry, and I'm Todd Perez. Yeah, it's a little too close to Buck Cherry. <laughs> which is a lot of bad memories. Horrible bad. Yeah. A lot. No. 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 I love you, Conkang. My name has just been hoed out. Go ahead. Okay, so Todd and Buck present a very fun, hilarious show featuring great impersonations, uh, well-produced bits, and insightful talk you can't hear uh, nowhere else, anywhere else. Uh, what's the – subscribe for free today on iTunes. Go Raiders, Lakers, uh, Doyers. Chivas USA. Right, very good. Nice. Chivas USA, the uh, soccer. I like uh, football. Football yes. team. Football football. Team. So I, you, you, you agree with that, Buck? That's a message we should put out? Yeah. It sounds like a very knowledgeable listener. I like that. Who? The, it doesn't say who it was written by, but... Ernesto did it. We have one more spot. This is a... The first one was like a 30-second, then we have a minute-long spot, and now I will uh, play this here. And this one is basically... This kind of gets a little more in-depth about the material we do. It mm. talks a little bit about the, the Michael Jackson, the share your bed, bed I do, the fact that I talk about the Raiders from time to time, the fact that we do kind of like oddball topics. Mm, I got you. Uh, so, and it also says something about how you may know Todd. He was one of the hosts of Low Budget FM, in, which was a great show. I think it kind of says that in there. So uh, let's play this next spot. El Farah Podcast es un programa extremadamente aburrido y sin gracia. Es protagonizado por dos retardados mentales. Uno es tipo marihuanero que se pasa el día entero mirando la televisión mientras nosotros nos pasamos el día trabajando. Cuando trabaja, lo hace de cocinero en un camión de comida que ni siquiera vende tacos. El otro es un come mierda que, se, que no ha sido... Chistoso desde que dejó su puesto en Low Budget FM y eso ha sido hace tres años. También he oído que se la pasa borracho y golpeando a su esposa. Los dos idiotas juntos han creado una torta llena de mierda 
que solo merece una estrella de calificación en iTunes. No gasten su tiempo en oyendo esta porquería. Mejor se la pasa oyendo piolín o mandril por las mañanas. Esos programas sí valen y son bien divertidos. All right, that sounded good to me. Uh, Elliot, you, uh, again, with the better Spanish, uh, you were scribbling down notes there as to what Ernesto had translated it into. Yeah, mm. um, this, is, this is what I got off of it. Um, far now, now, your Spanish isn't perfect. No, it's not, like, it's, it's not amazing, you know, like Spanish. I said, just, just high school. Spanish four? Span yeah. You, you got Senior level. Huh, One, two, three, four. I think I did uh, uh, five, six. Wow. Yeah. You were in high school for six years? Well, no, no, no. Each semester they call it one or two. All right. Mm, cuatro. Uno, dos. Suspicious. Yeah, sí, sí, es. En colegio. Uh, so, this is what I got off of it. Uh, Farad is a boring, unfunny show starring mm. a dude who smokes too much weed, watches oh. daytime television all day Who's that? while you were busy working. Oh, boy. And works on a food truck that doesn't even sell tacos. That that wow. that's you. That, that is me to a T. Wow, that's not what I wrote, but it does appear that Ernesto does listen to the show. <laughs> that's pinpoint. Yeah. The other guy is a huge, mm. huge stud star. Well, it translates. I the closest thing is asshole oh. in English. I don't know. I think that's a positive thing in Spanish. Um. Mm -hmm. Who hasn't been... I'm full of ass. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm all just the good part of the body. You're yeah. like J-Lo. Yeah. Yeah, I have a huge ass. Maybe, maybe it's not that I'm an asshole. I just have a very large... Right. Uh, Tuchus, which I'd like, to, I'd like to have, but... I don't think I don't think exactly translates in that fashion. Hmm. Hmm. Who hasn't been funny since he quit low-budget FM. Oh, that probably means he's been even funnier. I think you just translated that wrong. Like the, the divorcee dad. <clears throat> it's a double negative. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's a double negative in uh, Spanish, so in English it means good. Yeah, and that was like three years ago. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for three years he's been funnier than he has been on low budget. I mm. think that's the. I don't. I don't know if the wording exactly mm. went that way. Okay. <laughs> I think he gets drunk and beats his wife. Mm. Oh. I don't know. Maybe he loves his wife. Maybe you got that wrong. Maybe I like to get drunk and as a passionate man, like the, the machismo. The, you know, it's very big in the Hispanic communities. The machismo. I uh, I think you mixed up beats with whoopee and loves to make whoopee. He, he has very intense sex. I don't, I don't think it translates whoopee. exactly to that. Mm. All right. Put it together and you have a real shit sandwich. <laughs> there's no, there's no mis, mis, uh, miscommunicating that shit sandwich. Uh, I heard too. Sandwich well. de mierda. Mm. Maybe the sandwich is the shit. No, Maybe that's what not, they mean. He was exactly. talking about the grilled cheese. He was yeah, 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 sandwiches are and the shit. You, you, did you sell? Do you sell a shit sandwich on the? Uh... No, All right. I, I sell the one star rating on iTunes. I think that was that was kind of just a suggestion. Maybe mm. they mean it's number one. It's the number one show on iTunes. Mm. I'm hearing that. To be fair, I don't. I'll have to. I'll have to look it over. Maybe we'll send it by Oscar. Uh, who's been obviously who's, uh, speaks very fluent uh, the Cuban. He's Spanish. more Latino than all of us. Yeah. Walk on by this one is about as entertaining as a kiddie pool full of octopus vomit. Mm, I don't know if you can translate that incorrectly Jesus. anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's specific. I think that's, hell. I think, well, octopus vomit is part of like menudo. Like if you have a hangover on like a Sunday morning, you eat a little octopus vomit. No? Mm. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't think anyone knows what actually goes in menudo, so you might be right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, listen to Violin or. Piolin. 
violin or mandrill in the morning. Yeah. That shit is real comedy. That I agree with. So who knows? I think Elliot. I'm going to doubt your Spanish versus saying that. Like I said, because I paid, I paid, I paid them money at 97.9 La Raza in order to do this bit. So um, yeah, I, I could be wrong. I was, you know, only in high school Spanish. Most likely, you are wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Throw it up on the Google Translator. You know, maybe Babblefish. Maybe it can work out. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, you know, if you speak Spanish out there, fluent Spanish. Uh, like Elliot or myself. Te habla espanol. Uh, you know, hit up hit up the website, farallpodcast.com. Let us know what the translation comes out to. I am I am assured that uh, Ernesto is not screwing us, but... Uh, he... You have never been in love Until you've seen the stars Reflect in the reservoir And you have never been in love seen the dawn rise behind the home for the blind we are the pretty petty The first of the gang to die